Hey folks, welcome to the East Texas News Roundup. I'm Valerie Riddell with the Polk County Enterprise and the San Jacinto County News here with the editors of our other three papers. So I guess we'll start from the Wild West. Tony. Hi, it's Tony from the Houston County Courier in uh, Crockett, Texas. So what's been hanging out in the woods? Well, it's been a little quiet lately, which is nice because beginning of the year, everybody's getting back in the routine. You sh- you can't yeah. ever say the Q word. I know, but it has been. When you get back nice. to town, law enforcement's going to be throwing. It will rocks explode. At you. Yes, right. yes. <laughs> yeah, we're doing pretty good. Our big story, though, this week in our paper, we're talking about the love fest that's coming up. It's love. Fest in Love Lady, ah, Texas. <laughs> yes. Of and of course, you know, it's near Valentine's Day. This year, it's February 8th. So it's a big event, though. They have a barbecue cook-off. They have a lot of vendors come out if you want to come by. You know, it's just like where you can come shop, buy all kinds of good stuff. Mm-hmm. And they have games and rides and the pony rides are the favorite for the kids and such. But it's just one day. All day long that Saturday, rain, shine. I've been there when it's been sleeting, and we all just had a good time. Some of it's inside, some of it's outside, but everybody should come up there. It's really a good time. What's your favorite thing to do at the Love Fest? Well, actually, my favorite thing is our booth, because the Courier has a booth up there, and I give away freebies. I give away free subscriptions. I get things from other companies who like to give away gift certificates and such like that. So actually just sitting there talking and yakking with a bunch of people. That's my fave. Everybody should come and give you all their personal updates. Yes. I want everybody's news. How Anne Ethel's doing with that gallbladder trouble. You got it. You got it. Because I will put it in the paper. <laughs> Don't look at all. Yes, yes, yes. And I have one more big story that I'm really proud of, but it's being delayed a little bit. Our very small town of Kennard, they're in the process of putting in a helipad. Yes, nice. believe it or not, it's because they learned the hard way when a helicopter had to land for a wreck that was there and pebbles and everything went flying yes. into prop windows. Wash. Yes, prop wash. It was ugly, ugly. And also they're in the David Crockett Forest. There's mm-hmm. nowhere to land in the forest. Yes. So they have worked long and hard on getting the money together. And the weather has been delayed us because they've been having rains mm-hmm. or all kinds of issues. But it's coming soon. And I'm very excited to think a little town like that can pull together a helipad. Right. I think that's exciting. Because yeah. one of your pilots that hangs out over there, mm-hmm. Bill, and I'm sorry, Bill, I can't remember sorry, your last Bill. name. Mm-hmm. lives in Ivanhoe in Chris's territory. Oh, and he flies for our life flight. And he mm-hmm. flies for life flight because he said, mm-hmm. well, for the Houston County, whatever that is, mm-hmm. because when the hospital closed, he was talking about how people, it was a, kind of a scary time for them. It was. People mm-hmm. would just roll up choking or whatever. And mm-hmm. he's going, I'm the pilot. I'm not the... I'm not the doctor. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it was a rough time. We've had our hospital back for a little over a year now. And yeah. it's so nice. It is so nice to be able to have an emergency room. They have great doctors. I've heard nothing but good about it. Oh, good. And they're prospering. So that's good. a good thing. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs a, a doctor within about six minutes. Exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many companies kind of up and pulled out yes, when we had no will. hospital. Yeah. Um, how many people came here and pulled their elderly parents or grandparents out of the nursing homes mm-hmm. because we didn't have a hospital. Well, healthcare there. is one of the major factors to attract new business and people who are looking exactly. to relocate. Good hospitals and good schools. Mm-hmm. It, it's true. a big quality of life issue. Oh, and yeah. Tony and I mm-hmm. attended a Forest Country Park 
partnership meeting yes. where they mm-hmm. talked about how when you don't have a hospital, and Texas has experienced a lot of rural hospital oh, closures. Yeah. Yes, they have. You can't mm-hmm. attract business. Your property value, you know. Your values go your down. Your resale values, because nobody mm-hmm. wants to live where they, who exactly. wants to drive 40 miles for stitches? Exactly. That's it. So people with little kids and elderly parents and such, mm-hmm. they aren't interested in being there anymore. They want to move. Mm-hmm. And then all of our money goes away because our businesses have to close. Yeah. But ours opened up. We had a big business come in onshore, and they came in just as the hospital was opening up again. And that's why they delayed a bit, was okay. to get to that to make point sure, yeah. that they were going to have people living in this town to employ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. Good deal. All right, Jason, you're up next because I know Chris has some really big news. So we're yeah. going to just tease a little bit. Build yeah. that suspense. Well, um, Tantalize them. Hasn't been much from bringing back an emergency room to Trinity Hospital yet, but I can imagine that might be coming up on the ballot pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's good. Yes, like Crockett, Trinity County, we would like to have our emergency room back at the Trinity Memorial Hospital. Yeah. Last Friday, we had a storm that came through, but no damage was reported. Um, Tony, I heard you had some damage in your neck of the woods. Not too much, actually, to tell you the truth. We had a few people had some, you know, limbs and yeah. maybe a tree or two, but it was like a dome was over Houston County. It just skirted us all around us. We didn't get much. Uh-huh. Maybe on the edges between us and Trinity, but it was not bad. Did yeah. you all lose power in Trinity County? No, we didn't, <laughs> shockingly. But from the text dot report I received, it said that there were trees down like on both sides of 21 outside of mm-hmm. Crockett and... I guess it, it was just the rural area. It was absolutely nothing major. It was something so it somebody just was in a big not truck your day to pull to go out to, to, mm-hmm. to go to Crockett for mm-hmm. just for yeah. a few hours. Mm-hmm. This week in our B section, we have the basketball special section. I um, can't really call it a preview because the season's been underway, yeah. but it had to be delayed <laughs> because the Groveton boys couldn't start playing until football season was over. And well, they played <laughs> into December. They played yes. a long time. So, yeah, that's good. Though. That good often yeah. happens, but um, yeah, yeah. It was good to see the Indians um, play December football again for the first time since 1996. That was awesome. That's when I was there. (laughs) Wow. You were there in 96? Yes. that's I left Groveton in 96 and went on a little adventure. Mm -hmm. So you were there where they lost in the state championship game. Yes. It was devastating. But also, I think it was that year that we were playing, I think it was the quarterfinals, and we were in Elkhart. Mm Mm-hmm. Playing Lone Oak Just High School, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. I, I can't believe I can remember that. And you almost could not see the players on the field from the stands. It was so foggy. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's scary. That was a good day to run the football. Yes, because, well, you just had to hope somebody was was making their route because you just threw it into. In fact, I think the quarterback is now an attorney. That quarterback is Seth Evans, which I don't know if he was quarterback or not. I know he was on that team. Is a lawyer in Livingston now. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, our basketball team, some of them are doing well. You some got, of them not you so got much. plenty of horses on your basketball team. There's one in Groveton. <laughs> yes. And Trinity boys are doing pretty good. And Centerville boys have improved. They got their first district win in two years. Oh, good. And they beat Apple Springs. So. <laughs> That's a nice little cross-county rivalry. Oh, yes. <laughs> just six miles apart. Yeah. And I can't believe the OIL put them in two different districts a couple of years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. Just because you want them to, I guess we just like to drive the kids around. 
<laughs> yeah, and they just like to irritate as many people as possible, especially on the lower classifications. And I wonder how yeah. many people are going to irritate on February 3rd when they come out with the new realignment. I'm sure mm-hmm. they'll do something that makes absolutely no sense. There's no rhyme or reason it's to so, what UIL does no, when it comes why to do we, uh, Why do we change it other than school populations change? I mean, Livingston, I know, is often half the season there. They align us with Houston sometimes, so you never play anybody that's within an hour. I remember when I was in high school here, our closest game was when we played Crockett. Oh, wow. Hmm. And That's an hour 15 drive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I just don't understand why. Are we really changing that much? I mean, I know Cleveland exploded a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. But is Apple Springs and Centerville changing that much? I think they have about the same students. Oh, they do. Apple Springs reported 49 students on Snapshot Day. Centerville reported 40. Well, Centerville's way bigger than when I, well, maybe not. When I was in Groveton, I think you would graduate six kids a year. Well, they're graduating five this year, so. Yeah, that's what, so about what the they average. I mean, when I was there, it was four or five in a class usually. The thing I don't like about the UIL is the split division thing for football. You have two mm. state champions per classification of football. If you're going to do it for football, do it for the other sports, too. There you go. Mm-hmm. And what is the difference good between the- Division One and Division Two? Division One is the larger half of the classification. Oh. And Division Two is the smaller half. That's why you have, for example, Crockett. The football team plays a completely different schedule or set of mm-hmm. schools than the other sports. Hmm. Because of the other sports, you have 32 districts in Class 3A, where in football you have 16 Division One districts and 16 Division Two districts. It makes absolutely no sense. Is it just because you have only have you have so many <laughs> so few? Comparatively, you have a lot fewer football games than you have basketball games. The logic or lack thereof is <laughs> football is a numbers game. Okay, well, basketball is a numbers game too. I mean, Centerville didn't have enough girls to have a team. Yeah, any sport can be Every sport described is a as a numbers game, game when you yeah, go I down mean, to brass tacks. I think that's why we're playing is so you can get more numbers <laughs> than the other team, right? Yeah, so you can get more points than the other team. I yeah, mean, you get yeah. your ball in the peat basket yeah. more than <laughs> exactly. Guys. And baseball's a number game yeah. because whoever has the deepest pitching staff usually wins. True, yep. they have fresher arms to get out there. This is true. Can I put in one sports thing I did not do, and my sports editor Larry Lamb would be very angry with me. Oh no, it's on my front page. We had two young men, one from Grapeland and one from Crockett, make the one thousand point club. Oh, Just wow. Last Congratulations. Great. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, we're really excited That's about great. them. Mm-hmm. The coaches are elated. Yes. We would shoot you for that. Mm-hmm. I would be very remiss not to do that. Yes. I miss my Tuesday I'm very night, excited about miss, them. miss my Tuesday night rendezvous with Larry. There you go. But, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> He's at the gym every night. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to have to physically sometimes. drive my pages over there so he could shoot them. Mm-hmm. But, well, you meant the basketball gym, not the... Jim, Jim. Yes. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yes. They used to tease me when I first started. He would say, I'm going to the gym to work out. When I first started, I really thought he was going to a gym mm. to work out. It took six months for him to finally break the joke and tell me <laughs> that he was going to the gym for the basketball game. That's how new I was. Speaking of Six gyms months. and workouts and things, it's the newness is still present until 2020. Anybody got that gym membership working? <laughs> I've had mine for eight years. It doesn't show, but good I've had for it. you, buddy. We need yeah. to start hanging.
hanging out with Larry <laughs> down at the gym. <laughs> We're actually getting a, a new gym, one of those 24-hour key-in Planet Fitness type situations in oh, Woodville. Yeah. And so really? I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. What's the name back of it? Into, it's one of the Planet Fitness. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. If it was any time, mm-hmm. I could come work out. You need to come to Crockett. We're I, getting one. If I mm-hmm. want to work out, I chase mm-hmm. my two- and three-year-old grandson. <laughs> there you go. Keep Sorry. When you have this body at this age, <laughs> the last place you want to be is a gym. Yes. <laughs> I understand. They've got massage facilities in the gyms now and all this tanning all beds. This really tanning beds. All that jazz. Something Don't for get in a tanning bed, man. <laughs> they also have oh, sparring bags. Me, yeah. We need a sparring bag in the newsroom. Yes, yes. 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 Every newsroom yes. should have something. We have like a boxing that. club that just opened up for kids yeah, um, I read this about weekend. That. Did you hear? Really oh, cool. it's amazing. And he's let me know that any Tuesday on press day, I need to blow steam. Mm-hmm. Just come on down. He's got a all pair right. of gloves for me. Right. And just beat that bag up. Yes. There you go. That'll it's work. exciting. Like mm-hmm. we could have like a 30 minute martial arts session where you just spar with the bag. There you go. Yes. It helps. Are we just going to start doing, we're about to go to a news conference. Do we want to gather and do Tai Chi for a while? And a little yoga. Beach? Yeah. Uh, yoga is always a good. Yeah. Yoga, kata. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yoga day. makes you pretty strong. Okay, Christopher. Absolutely. I want to know the news. What's well, the news there? Um, out east in Tyler. Well, I'm going to get to that, but I'm going to start with something <laughs> else. And I'm going to go in kind of a chronological Teasing. order here. We've had a big, big week in, in Tyler mm-hmm. County, and it's only Wednesday, folks, <laughs> that we're recording this. Of course, by the time you hear it, it'll be uh, Friday or Saturday. I'm going to take you from Monday up till now. And the first thing I want to bring you mind of is a rather somber occasion, but one that also showed the power of community and also social media. On Monday morning, the body of an Army specialist, Jacoby mm-hmm. McFarland, was brought. The route was from Humble at George Bush Intercontinental to Woodville, Coleman's family mortuary. And along that route, hundreds of people were stopped lining the streets in Woodville with flags and just paying That's tribute great. to this young man. He was only 25 and he died on base in Hawaii. And I thought it was a really beautiful thing. Of course, it's a sad, somber occasion, but a, a very beautiful event of community coming together to pay tribute and give thanks to someone who served his country. And on that note, I've been noticing a lot lately on social media when, and Mr. McFarland, of course, had family and some, in, and he was from Jasper and he had mm-hmm. mother worked in Woodville, actually know his mom. A lot of these soldiers who die, some of them in combat and some of them natural causes, whatever. A lot of them don't have families. And I've noticed on social media lately, there's been a trend of notifications when there's a body of a dead serviceman coming through to an area and people jump on that. A lot of bikers, first responders, and just everyday ordinary citizens will come to honor these Mm -hmm. young men and women, older veterans, whatever the case may be. And it's a beautiful testament to people just coming together and giving thanks and also the power of social media. I know that when we received word of this Thursday, I believe, it was of last week. Of course, the paper was already out the day Mm -hmm. before, so we weren't able to get it into the print edition, but I know we put it up on the the Booster's Facebook page, and it lit up like a tinderbox. People were wanting to know where they could get flags, what to do, and and what time to be there, and they they showed up en masse. I mean, it was... That's great. That is awesome. It was a a beautiful thing, but a sad thing at the same time. If you're in Tyler County and you pick up this week's edition of the Booster, we were able to get a photo page in of a lot of photos from from uh, people paying their respects along Highway 190 and over there near the mortuary. Well, before you leave that topic, sure, we had one guy get arrested here in Livingston because he was kind of interfering with the procession. And because I could hear the 
little radio traffic as they mm-hmm. got through. We did have somebody out there taking pictures, but it was a large procession. Yes. You could not miss mm-hmm. it. It's got the Patriot Guard, mm-hmm. lots of police, fire trucks, and oh, this guy's kind of cutting them off. So he got to stop at the side of the road and visit with the highway patrol, yeah. and they noticed that he had a small amount of marijuana. Mm-hmm. So. He got to stay in Livingston probably a little longer than he planned. But that was just crazy. It's kind of like he got charged with failing to yield to an emergency vehicle. That is always bad. But then being so disrespectful, this young man who's gone too soon. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Was just kind of outrageous. That is outrageous. Kind of to add to that, you hear about a lot of young people who really aren't aware of the respect to give to these servicemen. One thing I noticed that I thought was really neat was a lot of the schools in the area mm-hmm. in Tyler County, they brought students out there and you had some young as fifth graders and fourth graders out. And their teachers were kind of telling them what had happened and they all had their flags and paying tribute. That's really good. Oh, really what we were there to do because we don't know what happened that caused this young man to die, do we? Right, we don't. Because uh, vet- he was not in a combat situation. No, he was on base. The veteran service officer in Tyler County, she said she didn't know what had happened, and we don't know yet what the cause of death was. It was suspected a heart attack, but they're not mm-hmm. sure. So I mean, it could be it, any of a myriad of innocent right. things where it's not combat-related, it's not crime-related, but it is, you know, somebody who had a lot left to give. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, he was only 25. Mm-hmm. Too young. So respects to a specialist, Jacoby McFarland. Thank you for your mm-hmm. service, sir. Moving along to another topic. Jury selection began on Monday and the trial began Tuesday of uh, Christopher Paulette, who's a 35-year-old Hillister man being charged with capital murder. Paulette was arrested on December the 21st of 2018 and charged with the murder of Susan Morris, a 64-year-old Alaska woman. Mm-hmm. What happened with this was Tyler County Sheriff's Office, their deputies received a 911 call that night that there was a man being held against his will at Paulette's residence. When they got to the scene, they did find a man bound to a chair, and then they secured the perimeter and obtained a search warrant where they searched the premises and found Morris's body. And Paulette was arrested. He was uh, armed with a shotgun at the scene, and Paulette was held without bail by order of Judge Delinda Gibbs Walker, who is also presiding over this trial. The death penalty is off the table for Paulette, but they are looking at life without parole as a maximum punishment. And this trial started on the day we went to press in the Tyler County Booster, but we will be providing some updates as they are available through our Facebook page as well as the website, tylercountybooster.com, and hopefully be getting some daily updates on testimonies and so forth. Today was day two of testimony, and today a number of law enforcement officers from Tyler County from the Sheriff's Department testified as to what they saw saw at the scene. And another crime and courts related news, this case I've been following for a while and, and to kind of back up here, we've said this before about working in community news, is that there's people that you write about, whether it's the good things or the bad things that come across, that you're going to know these people. And this involves somebody that I knew, I actually went to high school with this guy, Kevin Wayne Deggs, a 40-year-old man, another Hillister resident being charged and convicted with something. He was sentenced to 45 years and tried before a Brazos County court for continual uh, sexual abuse of a child. And Deggs been arrested for the same thing in Tyler County in 2016, and he was out on bond in the Brazos County area. 
and was arrested shortly after he was arrested in Tyler County. And he's been also held without bond for that length of time. And he was given 45 years in the 272nd District Court of Judge Travis Bryan. Three of the women who testified, there were two of the girls who he raped in Brazos County and Tyler County, but there was also one who was 12 at the time back oh in 1998. God. And so she's of age now, but she also testified. She came forward. She came forward and testified. And the prosecutors who tried this case called all three of these girls and woman heroes and said that this was a circumstance where they would not have known one another otherwise, but they came together to testify and help put this predator behind bars. And again, this is somebody, I went to high school with this guy, and I'm not going to say anything other than what's public record, but I'll say that I'm not surprised that this went down this way. Sometimes that can be very healing for those victims mm-hmm. that they had that. I mean, obviously, they don't compare stories at right. trial or prior to trial, but after the end of that, that gives them someone else to kind of, they have a horrible bond, but yet that's somebody that can help them. It's it's a lifetime of recovery after that. Oh, yeah. So it does give them someone who has had that experience that mm-hmm. no one ever should have but gives them somebody to kind of lean on. and Absolutely. I mean, there's strength in numbers and anything that you've gone through or are going through, you're not alone in that, whether it's something horrible like that or whatever the case may be. I mean, there's always somebody else who's, who feels the same or has gone through similar things. So strength in numbers, whether you're brought together in this instance where you're having to testify against the monster who did things to you, or it's a support group for things that you're going through. I mean, there's always somebody out there who feels a similar way or has gone through similar things. It's a very complex situation. So those girls are heroes because almost no one wants to stand up in a room full of strangers and talk about what they did in the bedroom, even if it was by consent with somebody you love, you still don't want to share all the... (laughs) So there were some other arrests around that time. There were. There were four other arrests of individuals who were connected with this. There was two arrests that happened the next week on December 28th of 2018 of people who knew Paulette, and one of them said they were tying up some loose ends, and then there were two more who sheriff's deputies found at Paulette's house Mm -hmm there and no word on them or right at this point of what their fate might be in the judicial system but we'll keep everybody updated on these things did they abduct another person didn't a female person jump out of a car to escape some of his Mm -hmm. compadres yes the first pair of arrests that was made after paulette's arrest in the search of the house there was a young woman who jumped out of a car and said she was being held against her will and that's, you know, mm-hmm. authorities kind of took note of that and <laughs> stopped them and made the arrests, arrested both of them. And there were two more. And I know Susan Morris, it does appear like as I've kind of gone back and talked to some of her friends mm-hmm. and relatives that it seems like she was targeted just right. because of her material yeah. blessings. She tried to help a lot of people. And it appears that several of mm-hmm. them very much took advantage of them. Phrase generous to a fault comes uh, into mind there. Yeah, And I mean, uh, in her assets, didn't come to her under the best of circumstances either. She was married to a man who was in a very severe workplace accident, and I believe he lost both his legs. So they had kind of a regular annuity that came in and the money built up and he passed away, but she was continuing to get those payments. So it's just tragic that these are regular working class people who had a horrible accident and got a financial leg up afterwards. But few of us would choose to go through what they went through Mm -hmm. to get there. 
And then someone else comes along and apparently makes false accusations right. against Susan. And then she disappears and is found dead. But it's horrifying. That's, that's tragic. That's one of the worst murders we've got going on right it now. It certainly is. And, you know, the just bizarre kind of gruesome nature of this is one thing. And, it, you know, this was the first one that just kind of came down the pike. It happened December of 2018. And then it was just like last year. There were at least four more in Tyler County. So this has been, you know, uh, Jim Powers and I have talked about this quite a bit lately That because we both grew up in Tyler County and everything. And it was never like that back in the day. Uh, you know, you didn't have all of these crimes. I mean, you could not imagine a capital murder case being tried in Tyler County. And it's, it's sad. Well, well, common thread with those cases and the ones that happened when I was in Tyler County and the ones that are going on now in San Jacinto and Polk County, seems like. Many of them, meth is an element. That's true as well. And that's another uh, point I wanted to bring up. Sheriff Brian Weatherford and his department are making a lot of meth arrests lately. And I mean, it's, it's a problem. I mean, it's been a problem for a long time. But that you're right. I mean, that is a common thread. And, and just, I would say, 99% of these that we've had lately. Yeah. That's happening in Houston County a lot. Well, On the jail report, a, every it, single week, somebody it, has It met. is a horrible drug of all oh, yes. of the abusable substances out there. Right. Trip on acid, folks. Don't there mess with meth. There you go. Mushrooms uh, or something. It will kill yeah. you but quick. It, well, it just... Well, well that's you the problem be, is it won't kill you. It you won't kill you. You can live a long you, time on But it will. You will become physiologically addicted yes. in one or two uses, and no mm-hmm. other medication is that way, so... And, you know, like, and I've said this once and I'll say it again. I moved back to Tyler County in 2014 and going out to go grab a drink at a bar every once in a while, you'd hear people in the bar talking about smoking dope and so mm-hmm. forth and thinking, you know, whatever, reefer, you know, where I come mm-hmm. from is a different, you know, or, or my generation is a different thing. <laughs> but no, they're not talking about it. The reefer, they're mm-hmm. talking about uh, smoking methamphetamine and, and so forth. And then, of course, you know, going in the store and everything, I see people who are my age or maybe a little younger who look like they're 80 and a lot of other people who walk around seemingly in a daze and Mm -hmm. missing teeth and with sores all over their face and things. It's sad. There was a lady in the jail report here who, when I looked her up in the online system, she weighed 87 pounds. pounds. And it's not like she's four foot and a nickel, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, she is an average height woman, but she's skin and bones. Mm Mm-hmm. Sad. So it's horrible. She's had a lot of other tragedy related to that, but mm-hmm. it is, it's just horrifying. So meanwhile, over here in Polk and San Jacinto County, San Jacinto County had another fatal shooting last week, John Wayne Dodge. And it's confusing and bizarre about how this even escalated to neighbors get in a disagreement and apparently they had met up from time to time but the victim went to his neighbor's property and they had posted trespassing signs and all that but anyway John Wayne Dodge was fatally shot and it's just I'm still poking around in that they've got several other open murder cases they've got 
we're still looking at. The family has offered reward or information that can lead to the arrest of the person or persons responsible for the murder of a Polensky prison guard, and she was found mm. in the National Forest. So I will put details up on social media for that because her family needs resolution. I don't believe in closure, but they need somebody held responsible for their mother's death. Nice lady, and she's gone. So there's two or three of those in San Jacinto County. I'm still trying to figure out how many people died as a result of criminal activity in San Jacinto County last year. I have not. You know, it seems to me, and I mean, I know this is kind of hyperbole, but it almost seemed reading the, you know, the San Jacinto News Times that toward the end of the year, it was almost every week. They had a lot. Yes. Polk County had eight deaths. And of course, five of them all happened in the same incident because that was the mass shooting at the Delaney Ranch. Dallardsville. Yeah. No, it was Blanchard. Or Blanchard. Okay. Yeah, but at the same time, a lady in Segna was fatally shot, allegedly by her husband, but he called the sheriff's department and said he did it. So that's six. And we had a young baseball star in Big Sandy die in a shooting accident, and no one's being charged with that. We're going to kind of recap all that in Crime mm-hmm. Behind the Pine Curtain. The James but, Bowie murder, that was in Shepherd, right? Yes. Bowie was found in is a, he in a the, barrel, in a barrel uh, and had been buried. It's just unbelievable. And of course, I mean, some of it is Houston growth, but this is people with some kind of deep roots in San Jacinto County. They're not people passing through. They're home folks. And it's going on. On a happier note... Also, watch our websites and the print edition. They were finalizing the details as we were recording this podcast. But there's going to be an education public forum at Livingston High School on January the 23rd. I believe it's at 6.30 p.m., but we're going to have some folks coming together, some grassroots and big organizations talking about the importance of public education to the community as a whole, what it can do to help eliminate poverty. The Livingston ISD superintendent, Dr. Brett Hopkins, has a passion for ending poverty. If you want to reduce your taxes and all that, help raise kids in your community that go out and get excellent jobs and build million-dollar homes and have to pay property taxes. And that is a much more effective way of resolving poverty than just trying to cut off their food stamps, which... Triggers layoffs at Brookshire Brothers. and <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Hey, and on that note, this is a census year. So, mm-hmm. folks, I know that there's a lot of folks out there who are, uh, I don't want the government knowing what I do or, you know, whatever middle finger up to the government or whatever. But the thing is, the government already knows who you are, where you live, what you're doing. So you might as well be counted and get your money. Uh, The census, this is a census year. They do it every 10 years per the Constitution. And this is the first year that you can fill yours out online. So there's that option instead of somebody coming to your door. But the snapshot date is April 1st. And this is the way all federal funds are determined and also your representation in Congress. So be counted and do a world of good for your community. That's right, because mm-hmm. this is how the big muckety-mucks decide how much money is going to get spent on roads That's in your right. area, how much... You know, we report a lot about community development block yes. grants. All that's decided mm-hmm. by population. That's right. If you want a water and sewer system that functions well in your community, 
Fell out your census. That's right. And people will say, you know, and I hear this a lot. I mean, and they're going to come out of the woodwork this year because it is a census year. People are going to say, or insert whatever profanity you want here toward the government. But yet at the same time, they complain about why their roads aren't good or why the right. schools are mm-hmm. inadequate. You know, it all comes from these funding sources are all determined by this. So uh, you might as well be counted and get your money. Because I'm sorry, in 2010, I was editor of the Enterprise and Livingston County was whack. There's no way. The census has created this fictional community mm-hmm. called West Livingston that is all of the lake area that is not Livingston. It's not on Alaska. It's unincorporated. But it's where the big hunk of our population mm-hmm. lives. So when you want name your favorite franchise restaurant, if you want Hooters to come to Livingston, fill out your census. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because it helps out the marketing studies, highway funds. Do fill out the census mm-hmm. if you want a side hustle for a few months. That's right. They are hiring. You can check out our Facebook pages. I know mm-hmm. particularly the Enterprise and the News Times are going to have some social media posts about the booster as well. how to mm-hmm. get in your advertising and where to apply. I heard last time it was a pretty kind of fun job. You just get My to go around. My husband did that last time. He had just retired and he did that. Had a blast. You he likes to talk t- to. If you like to talk to people, do it. This is the job for you. Yeah. He made a lot of money. And nice. don't worry if your papers aren't straight. If yes. you've got warrants, fill out your census. They will not come for you. Those do not go to anyone. They that's don't go the to ICE. They don't go to the sheriff. Right. Nothing. Well, that's another good point because mm-hmm. the census isn't counting your status, whether you're here legally or illegally, exactly. or if you have warrants. Or that's None of that's being factored. It's just the number of bodies that get their mail at this point. Get zip code, wherever it might mm-hmm. be. It's just the Count number. Count those outside babies. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have two dogs who think they're my children. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> those weren't the ones I was talking well, about. Well, they're going to help me fix but, that road. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're right, Everybody, though. Everybody, no matter. You're right. If they're living if in your they, house right now, count yes, them. If it doesn't matter where they fit on the social mm-hmm. register, they need to be kept. No one will come and Amen. arrest you for whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. It's safe. That's mm-hmm. right. And speaking of everybody is somebody, our multicultural festival is coming up for Livingston. Oh, yeah. yes. It's it's a fun time. It's going to be at Livingston High School this year. Mm-hmm. It's on Monday. Popo starts frying the catfish and serving about 5 o'clock. You can get a little bit of chicken. They do a few chicken dinners. But if you want chicken, you better get there early. All kinds of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Glenn Linderman's one-man band. You know Glenn. Oh, yeah. And the Sax Man, I think. Gregory Daniels and Little Sax Man. Gregory Jr., I think, are going to be there again. Mm-hmm. And then the Alabama Cachata Tribal Dancers will be there. That's always cool to watch. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great <laughs> entertainment. A lot of uh, church group choirs and different trios and duets and all that. So it's a great time. You kind of get to get out and have a social evening with people you don't see very often. It's always a really cool thing. I went mm-hmm. to one of those here and great to see the community coming together here. And, you know, Woodville, there's the MLK Day celebration at Kirby Gymnasium. And it's not quite as big as the Multicultural Fest here, but that's coming up Monday. Starts at 10 mm-hmm. o'clock. And the one in Livingston also this year, they are doing a salute to fire and EMS. Oh. So if you want to give a pat on the back to those folks who came and put your fire out, this is a good time for you to get to do that. I have three more weeks and I'll have another grandchild. 
Congratulations. Congratulations. Another girl. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, those boys will catch it on. We had two out (laughs) of the 10. You've got babies, Kim. Yes. Marlena Stubblefield, my illustrious business manager. She's having twin twin grandchildren. Daughter is having twin granddaughters. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's, so there'll that's be all, all kinds of little Friday library alumni running around. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, what else, folks? Be nice to each other. Yes. Go Chiefs. Yes. Go Chiefs. Quit shooting each other. You know, I, I would have figured you would have a Mahomes jersey on today or some kind of Chiefs. Uh, I should have worn it. If I'd have known, I would have brought JJ. <laughs> Who had just one pass deflection and zero tackles on Sunday. I don't care. He still looked fabulous uh, Yes, he did. he did. And Tony, let's talk about, okay, his favorite person got traded. This is fiance got traded to the it's, Chicago yes. women's mm-hmm. soccer team. What is the freaking deal about she shouldn't go because she has a boyfriend? Hey, she's making money. She should go. Mm-hmm. They've got enough He's, money where they, they can, can fly back and forth. That's because he has private planes. But I'm sure. talk about the, well, you know, I think he can even afford, I mean, the Southwest goes every day for, exactly. yes. I'm sorry. I'm sad about that, but... He's got to stay here. He will stay here. Mm-hmm. He'll probably fish. I'm I'm kind of ready for him to retire and go to the next thing. Not because I don't enjoy him playing, but mm-hmm. he is that. He almost feels like my nephew out there, you mm-hmm. know. Don't. No, you're hurt again. Yes. It's crazy. Once they turn 30 in football, their retirement age. Yeah. It is. Well. But, you know, a lot of them are staying to their 40s now. The head thing. I don't mm-hmm. want him to bunk his head yes. too many yeah. times. A 29-year-old linebacker for the Panthers announced his retirement yesterday. Mm-hmm. Luke Kiki. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, too many concussions. Too many concussions. Yeah. A lot of them are tired of the broken bones and they're thinking about the, you know, 60s and 70s and the arthritis issues and all of that. Here's what's ironic so. about NFL and college. Okay. In the NFL, you can do instant replay if you think pass interference occurred. You cannot do instant replay if targeting occurred like you can in college. Mm-hmm. You would think that with the head injuries that the NFL would take targeting a little more seriously. Yeah. Yes, it's, that's a major thing with a lot of these retired NFL if players. If they don't get their act together, um, there's not going to be an NFL. Because mm-hmm. mamas won't let their babies grow up to be Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> or Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you'll have more people going to IJustGotHit.com than you will going to the NFL. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not mm-hmm. only, you know, the, the CTE factor of a lot of these retired players having these concussions and things and, and brain injuries and so forth, but there's also been, and I don't know if they've pinpointed, well, of course, there's no cause pinpointed to this in general, but a lot of them have, have uh, developed Lou Gehrig's disease or ALS, mm-hmm. too. I think that's still last, almost uh, like CTE. I think it's all the same thing. There's got to be a link. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I had a workplace fall my own self this week, and it reminded me as I was plowing face planting into the ground <laughs> mm. that I've so had powery. a lot of whiplashes. <laughs> and every time you do that, it is harder to get past. True. Mm-hmm. Man, I got to quit bar fights. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> quit anyway. attacking people in the enterprise so office. be nice to each other. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Do something nice for MLK. So a lot of people call it a national day of service. Mm-hmm. I meant to get that rolling, that. but hey, hit us up online if you've got questions, news tips, anything like that. We're all, if you plug in any of our newspaper names, it will take you right to us. That's right. Or if you're here in Livingston, it's just 327-HELP. We'll see you next time. See you later. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.